This episode is brought to you by Kimpton Anglers Hotel South Beach, Miami's sophisticated chic retreat at the center of it all. With stylish accommodations ranging from airy studios and lofts to spacious spa villas and poolside bungalows. Together with the hotel's rooftop pool and sun deck, second adult pool, lush gardens, and inspired restaurant and cocktail lounge, guests enjoy an unmatched sanctuary-like experience in the heart of South Beach. For more info or to book your next stay, visit www.anglershotelmiami.com and follow them at Anglers Hotel on Instagram or Anglers Hotel Miami on Facebook. Girls Gone Boss is the driven women's guide to love, life, and business. Hosted by the boss ladies Alex and Gabby. Combined, their network gathers an array of women from various industries who exemplify strength and tenacity. Their fun and positive approach to life will awaken the boss in you. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Jessica Royce is a Miami-based bilingual multimedia journalist whose passion for music and writing have paved her career path. Since 2005, Jessica has worked in digital media, primarily as a Latin pop culture writer, where she has had the opportunity to interview many music, TV, and film stars, including Daddy Yankee, Alejandro Sanz, Ricky Martin, Anne Hathaway, and many more. Currently, she's the assistant editor for Billboard Latin and Billboard en Español. Before forming part of the Billboard family, Jessica worked with the Miami Herald, El Nuevo Herald, La Opinión, The Huffington Post, Latin Times, and Me Too. She is also the founder of Pulso Pop, a pop culture news digital media outlet for the Latinx audience, and Alonica News, an all-Spanish project promoting Nicaraguan culture. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girls Gone Boss. I'm Alex. And I'm Gabby. And I, we, it's so funny because yeah. we just look at each other like, hey, girl, who's going to start? Yeah. And we were both about to start at the same time. And then I beat you to it. Of Sorry. course, because you're my twin soul. Yeah, exactly. But it's okay. No. I, I let you lead. Thank you. Get it, girl. How are you? I'm fabulous, actually. Good. I'm doing better. Are you enjoying your Curvassier? Yes. Oh, thank you, Curvassier family. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. And you know, the thing is, it's smooth and... And sometimes you get a little nervous. Guys, you, we still get a little nervous when we do this. You know, it's like we're not pros yet. But a little Cavassier helps with that. So what's up, girl? Nothing. So you know what? I was listening to the radio the other day um, and it, a question was brought up. It was like... like You uh, listen to the radio so Well, girl? you know what? My phone was dying, so I couldn't listen to podcasts. And then I have my charger in the car with me. So it was like, I felt like it was something going on Plus, because I you're not like, a radio person. I do like Y100. I like, like the morning zoo. And one of the questions that Elvis Duran brought up was, if you did not have your job, who would you be? So who would you be without your job? Because hmm. right now you're Gabby Music, right? Gabby so, Music. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, I try to a lot. I, I try to separate that sometimes because that's I don't want to be who what I do. Okay. So that's what they were talking about. They were talking about separating yourself from your job to really know who you are. Okay, I think that makes a lot of sense because I'm not my job. And um, even like on, I mean, on Instagram and all those things, I don't, my bio is about us to promote like Girls Gone Boss, but I've never really put like, oh, Gabby from here, from there. Like, because I think my identity is Gabby, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But who is Gabby? Gabby is, damn girl, you're getting deep. Right? It's a hard I'm going to need a whole nother bottle of coffee. I've been thinking about this for four days straight and I still can't figure out who I am. You know what I mean? But it's really difficult to kind of narrow down who you are. So it's something that we really need to think about. 
it makes you think. Okay, so they asked, what, who would you be if yeah. you weren't your job? Yes. In your job? Yes. Honestly, I think I would be in... Hmm, Definitely creative. Anything artsy, anything creative. I would probably. No, but what's the what's the soul? Like, like the essence, like the essence of you. Who are you? Like a mother, a wife, a sister, a daughter. Like definitely, family is very important. So right. family, obviously, I would like to be a mother. Okay, me too. Yeah, we all want to be moms. Yes. <laughs> we all want to have a mom thing. So a mom, a mom, a dedicated mom, a dedicated wife. Okay, that's a key word, dedicated. Yeah. So you I would think be that'll dedicating. be a good thing. Yeah. I but think. I thought you were asking if we wanted to be something outside no. of what we're doing now. No. Okay. It's a tricky question. Okay. So it's interesting, right? Mm. Makes you think. Jessica, welcome. Right you want to join Jessica. in on this deep conversation? I know. As soon as um, she asked, I was like, I'm a dreamer. I've always been a dreamer. Oh, yes, you have been. That's a good one too. That's a good one. So see, okay, I would be a mom, but I would be, you know, I just want to kind of live, leave a little bit piece of something that empowers and inspires others so I, I want to be you, a, of service you are of service what are Amen. we doing now Amen. exactly so, so this is who we are yes yes Damn. <laughs> Jessica so happy to have you uh, thank you guys thank the you guys dreamer. of course the dreamer and I that's what I've always liked about you and I was telling Alex about you obviously she's not in the music side she's done a lot of TV and stuff so I was like you have to meet Jessica I love her story because it's like a story of um a dreamer someone that had a plan a vision and it's now manifesting it Mm-hmm. In a way that is very visible, the growth. And me being an insider in the industry and seeing your growth, it's it's very empowering. It's very inspiring. And I think for like young women your age and everyone coming up, like you never gave up, right? Because there was, there was probably a lot of times where you probably were like, damn, should I be doing this? Oh, yeah. There was a lot of self-doubt in my project more, more than anything in my passion project. Um, even in my in my career, I had a lot of people um, who closed their doors to me. And I was like, instead of me being um, like discouraged, it would motivate me more to continue following my dream. So I love it. And we're going to get into your project and everything that you have built thus far. Um, but I want to talk about I love because we're Nicaragua <laughs> power here. <laughs> I love that you really, really love our country, Nicaragua, and that, you know, you're all about it and you're all about empowering the community. You built it in your content. You built it in the things you've done in business and the way that you conduct yourself and social media. Um Tell me how, why, like growing up and how important that was to infuse your roots. So I was born in Miami, Florida, but the first time I went to Nicaragua was in 1989. And it was also the first time that my parents returned to Nicaragua because they emigrated. They came from Nicaragua to the U.S. in 1979 when the whole war was happening in the 80s. So they decided to go back 10 years later. And that's where I went. I was three years old. And then they took me to meet mi abuelitas. And it was really when I met my grandmothers that I fell in love with the country itself. Because, I mean, obviously, like, it's it's a third world country. It's different. You know, it's hot. The mosquitoes, you know, there's poverty and everything. And I wasn't used to that. But when I saw my grandmothers and just how sweet they were, es como que 
sorry guys, I like switch between Spanglish and stuff. So, but they were the ones who really um, passed on. Like I say, that's like the best legacy because they both passed away already. That was like the best legacy that they could give me. Como la herencia was um, giving me that love for my culture. So I went every year. I remember my brothers didn't like it. And mind you, my older brother was born in Nicaragua. <laughs> so he went back and he's like, oh no, this is not for me. So my brothers didn't like it. So I would just go back with my mom. We right, because every- you were born here. I was born here, but I would go every... It became like a family tradition, me and my mom. It was like me and my mom, you know, like every year we would go to Nicaragua. And I just, every year it was a different experience. I met new cousins, new people. As I got older, it was already like the lifestyle. You know, I saw the nightlife in Nicaragua. Siempre era, like it was always something that I loved more, you know, each and every time. So, so I always try to like kind of bring that, like the passion and the love that I have for that country, you know, of what I see when I go, the people. Like I don't see all this negative news that people talk about, you know, Nicaragua. I see something else. So I try to always kind of put that in the forefront. When I write articles, when I promote, you know, stuff on social media, you know, I always try to say like, hey, look, you know, we got the best rum in the world or we got, you know, this guy, you know, he's Nicaraguan and he was, you know, I don't know, nominated for an Oscar or whatever. You got me? So I always try to like. Yeah, you know who I saw? Um, uh, Shakira. Barrera. Yes. Yes. I was so proud of her. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's Nicaraguan. Yeah. Because we don't have that many claim to fame artists or you know art uh, actors or singers you know aside from Luis Enrique but he hasn't really waved the flag like that exactly um so when I see Shakira Barrera is a is is an actress and she actually just did another a show on Netflix called Glow right she was on Glow she was on Glow and it's Bruno to this other episode uh, this other series um based out of New York it's so funny about Brooklyn and some dog or whatever but she's (laughs) in it playing a Dominican but it, it's great to see faces that represent who we are, but also live the lives we live, which because I'm I feel more Americanized than anything. I, yeah. I, I don't have the same experience you have. I came here when I was very little, but I still have so much pride as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels great to see it in the community that we work in and in the entertainment to see our flag being represented and people like us you know, thriving and emerging. and You know who else is Nicaraguan in the industry? Who? So he's a video director. His name is Mike Ho. And he just... I know Mike Ho. He, he does video... Um, He just did the one for Carol G and Anuel. He's done... He did one with Chris Brown for Usher, Mary J. Black. Yeah. Like, he's half Asian, Nikki right? Jam- so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I knew about Mike Ho as well. And that's another one that... That's cool. So we need to come, come up with like a little like association yeah. like something <laughs> like get a club a club mm-hmm. because yeah. there's so many of us and we're all kicking ass and so I love that you do that thank you but growing up just like Miami did you always know you wanted to be in entertainment um yeah because I was also like when I was a teenager I was like really obsessed with the Backstreet Boys so I always told myself what can I work in to get close to these guys you get me <laughs> so then I was like I'm just gonna become a choreographer because I used to like dancing a lot but I've always been like into music because of my mom right so my mom like I was you know I used to play I'm probably like all over the place right now but let me just give you the the back story of where my love for music came so my mom siempre like she would always put like Juan Gabriel Selena you know all this like music that she used to like to listen to I used to listen to as well 
So then my grandpa, my grandfather used to play the clarinet. So I play the clarinet. I play the piano. So it was always like in me. And I was like, okay. So I, I obviously love music. And then I always liked writing as well. But then I never knew how to, you know, I never knew marry that I could. Exactly. How to marry the two. And I never knew that I could make a living out of this. I just knew I liked journaling and I had diaries and I would write about all my crushes in elementary school. I knew I loved <laughs> hey, music. Hey, your husband's here. I, <laughs> I knew I loved music and everything, but I just never knew I could make a living out of this. You get me? It wasn't until my literally two weeks before graduating high school that I was worried because I'm like, what am I going to be? You know, I was thinking of becoming a psychologist or like a child psychologist because I love kids. You get me? Um, and then it was my English professor who told me, he's like, you know, you should do something with your writing. And then I'm like, but what can I do? I don't want to write a book. I mean, I didn't have knowledge of like journalism or anything. And he's like, you should become a journalist. And I'm like, okay. And I took his word and... And I, I did a, you know, career in that. Have you talked to him since? Yeah, we're friends on okay, Facebook. Good. And I, so and I he give knows him... that he kind of like set you on your path. Yes, he knows. We're friends on good. Facebook. And then I saw him. My niece actually goes to the same high school I'm going to now. So I see him when I go to her like events and stuff. And we Aww, high five and everything. Very cool. Yeah. That's so cute. So that's, I mean, it's important to, you know, to have professors like that. He was very, a key part of my Right. Of who so, I am today. So he encouraged the writing and all that. So when did you have that first opportunity to like finally do what was pushing and tugging at your heart, which is writing? So back in the day in 2005 on MySpace, there was oh my a God, DJ, I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a Miami based DJ. His name is well, his name is DJ uh, Mr. Power. He is Venezuelan. Of and course, I know Mr. Power. He, El Patio El on Patio, Sundays. Exactly. Sun, yeah. Little stickers. Okay. Yeah, that's him. <laughs> Mr. Power. I worked with him a lot. Um, he's an artist too. So he he's was an artist. His music when I worked at MTV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he used to have a website, a music website. It was Miami-based. It was lifestyle music. It was called Fabrica. This is in 2005. I was still 18 years old. And he was looking on MySpace for like, you know, contributors. And I'm like, let me just wing it. You know, let me just write to him and let me just you know, like fake it till you make it. So I was like, yeah, I'm a great writer, whatever. But mentira, like I didn't even have like good grammar skills. I go back to all those, sorry, Mr. Power. I go back to all those articles and I'm like, I want to go back into this website and just like edit these, this writing. Like, what is this? But I told him, hey, you know, I I love music. I love rock and español. Back then it was like huge, you know, like all this, like, you know, all these artists would come here, Tercio Pelaos, Molotov, like all these like rock and español events would be like here. And he's like, yeah, you know, so I'm going to pay you with like uh, free CDs or like with free concert tickets. And for me, that was like amazing for like an 18 year old girl who likes, you know, Spanish rock and music. I was like, sure. So I would do concert reviews, whatever. So that was like really the first time he was the first person to open the doors in that sense to get me out there like publishing and everything. But then the first time that it was like a major, major publication that I published on was um, the Mammy Herald. And this was when I was still at FIU and I was still like you know I was finishing my career and everything and I just started you know publishing with them and as part of a program that they had at FIU and I had that opportunity and it was amazing so you did your degree in journalism in FIU yes oh so did I oh yay yay Nika and FIU I know (laughs) but I graduated probably way early 2004 imagine you were probably like in your diapers no I was a junior (laughs) (laughs) 
No, yeah, I graduated 2013. Okay. Pero ya vieja, I was 27. But no, you're never too old. Never but I was 27, exactly. Never you're never too old. too old. But I was 27 and it took me seven years to to finish my career. So while Not you were four. yeah, so so <laughs> while you were in college, you were contributing with the Miami, the Miami Herald. Oh, that's yeah. great. It was cool. And for, it was done through like a connection from like counselors or through the through college? a professor that okay. they had. Yeah, it was a program that they had. But were you always doing like entertainment and music or were you doing like anything that they threw at you? I was doing anything that they threw at me. And I think that's the fear that my parents had at the beginning of me going into this career. Because they probably thought that when I when I told them I wanted to be a journalist, they thought I was going to be like, they were going to throw me in like in the hurricane and be reporting in the hurricanes and crime scenes and everything. Right. And I'm like, no, that's not what I want. I want to, you know, I love music. I would love to do something with entertainment. And I mean, I started doing community news. So everything was more like, you know, this cute little you know coffee shop opened in Wynwood and this is the mom pop shop and you know it was stuff like that which I love as well but no I mean it just just happened (laughs) well that's great I mean I think what you just started to do was any opportunity that came you took it on yeah because that's how you that's how you start that's exactly that's how you learn and that's how you learn what you want to do and what you like you got to dabble in a little bit of everything. So exactly. do you think that prepared you for that next step, which was creating your own brand? Yeah, well, I mean, the story. So after the Herald, right, I graduated. And then I remember that they were going to offer me a job graduating in a newspaper setting. It wasn't for the Herald. It was for another newspaper, but like in Naples, you know, like and they were telling me they really want to hire you. This is like the best opportunity for you. I was an after-school teacher at that time. I was working a part-time because I was still going to school. And I told, um, I told my professor, I'm like, no, I'm not going to take it. And she got so mad at me. She's like, you're my, one of my best writers. And like, you know, you have the experience to write community news. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I already have another plan. But it was a lie. I didn't have a plan. I, was, I didn't find a job in my career for like probably 11 months or like almost a year. And I was so sad. And I'm like, I can't believe I have a degree and I'm still taking care of these kids, you know? (laughs) You know, and I'm like, and parents and homework. And it's like, it just, and then on LinkedIn, that's how I became, uh, that was my first step into the entertainment world. Because on LinkedIn, there was actually um, this um, man who told me, hey, you know, I'm looking for an entertainment writer for my website. And then he told me like, I you know, I like what you did with Fabrica. And I'm like, oh my God, but that writing. <laughs> but he's like, I'm so impressed that you know how to edit video and you know, you know, you have knowledge of like pop culture and Latin music and you know, that's what I need. Can we meet up? And I'm like, yeah. And then we met up and then I started working with them for almost a year and a half before it was a Miami based website also. Almost like a year and a half before they they closed. And then that's when I had my first layoff. I'm here at 28 and I'm like laid off. And I'm like, but do people even get laid off at 28? Like for me, it was like layoffs are like 50. Because I remember my dad was like 50 when he got his first layoff, you know? So I was worried. And then that's how my project was born after the first layoff. Because I had already built after like a year and a half of building connections with PRs and people in the entertainment industry and everything. I was like, I like, what happens next? Like, right, because in that project that you were working on, you were actually writing, but also you were incorporating the component of video and yes. doing interviews. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a, I'm a one-woman band, you know? Yes. Like, like I... I think that's when I met you. Really? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Because, yes. yeah, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah, and so you would do it all. Yeah, I I write the articles. I, oh my God, at red carpets, I'm like, you know, I'm doing camera. I'm interviewing also at the same time. And then I go home and I edit the video. And then I'm doing social media con la otra mano. So, yeah. I, I, and then I guess that's what like caught people attention, I guess, of me because I, I have like a lot of, you know, like that creative creativity and those skills that I could offer. So, right. And then they started to deal with you. And, you know, in this business is all about relationships and building them and fostering them. And so you just connected all those two. And then you decided, I'm going to start my own thing. Hey, if this person can have this, I can create my own and curate it myself, not have to go through anybody. So it's a perfect situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then tell us about it. You came up with Dulce Pop, <laughs> no? Yes. Yes, so your baby. That's my baby. So Pulse Pop was born after my first layoff. See how layoffs really propel you? I had yes. layoffs that propelled me. Mm-hmm. So yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah so I And had... we're not 50. No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So my first layoff, I remember I was like, what do I do now with all these contacts and, you know, like all this networking I made and all these like relationships I built in the industry so I remember I was like you know what I'm gonna start a blog and I'm gonna focus it on you know Latinx entertainment news like lifestyle you know anything that's tv music you know entertainment entertainment overall and I remember one of the first people I called was um this PR her name is Mina. Nevarez. Of course, I love Mina. I remember we have, I we're, her. we're birthday twins, by oh, the way. Oh, stop. <laughs> I always say it. Shout out to Mina Nevarez. Mina. She's Daddy Yankee's publicist. If, oh, yeah. yeah. Big dogs. Nati Natasha, too. Yeah, Nati Natasha. I mean, she has a Carlos great roster. Yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, Tito El Bambino. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She, she has, has a lot. great. She has Justin a lot of great Giles. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Justin. I know. Realidad. <laughs> Justin's new album. <laughs> so I remember I called her and I was like in tears. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I just got my first layoff and I don't know what to do. And I'm starting this project. I didn't even have the name for it. And I'm like, and I'm starting my own blog and I hope you could support me. And she's like, yes, you can always count on me. I believe in you. She was literally one of the first people who believed in me and like, and what I did. She's like, I love how you write. I love, you know, that you edit your videos. I love how you do your interviews. So I know, you know, that you're going to do great. And then you have my support. And it's true. I mean, I opened it. I opened my blog. It took me longer to think of a name than actually. Oh, and then I did the website from scratch also. So I built the website. Girl, what <laughs> can't you do? Because I used to, I used to, um, in MySpace, like I used to mess a lot with the HTML oh, code. Yeah. You know how you could like yeah. mess around with your profile? I'm and then I just learned that. HTML. But how long did it take you to do all of that? So that was uh, March 2015 to like April. I launched it around April, like the first week of April. So maybe like three weeks. That was super quick. It wow. was. Because, you know, I would read tutorials and stuff. And then I'm very curious. And I would desvelarme. Like I wouldn't sleep. Like I would literally, and I was so excited doing it that I would fall asleep maybe like at three in the morning, like adding a new widget to the website and I'll wake up at like five to continue again the streak. And mind you, I was laid off. So I wasn't doing anything with my life at that time. So I dedicated all this time to them, you know. But I love that Mina was able to give you that like, because I'm sure you were like so scared, but she gave you that oomph to like, okay, I can do this. That reassurance. Yes. Reassurance. And Mina's such a girl's girl. 
Yes. So that's great. Yes. Because, you know, sometimes we feel like there isn't that many, in, like, in that seniority and that level. Because mm-hmm. mine is like an OG, like, been doing this for over 20 years. And she's, her reputation is yeah. through the roof. So, I mean, I think that was just, like, what you needed to, like, just go. I remember I didn't even have, like, 100 followers on Instagram. And she's like, I have this press conference with Carlos Vives and Mark Anthony. And, like, come cover it for your blog. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's you know, and and it was just getting content. You know, she would always send me stuff, and then from there, you know, it's word of mouth. It's like, and then also the the contacts that I, I built it from my previous job and you the, your work. Like after they started seeing it, then obviously they were like, okay, I, I can count on her. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's super important. And so then you've created it, built it. Now you have up to seventy thousand subscribers on YouTube, girl. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> that was literally the the noche. De la noche al día. That's How? all thanks to Carol D. How? and well. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, it was this one video that went viral. And it just blew up like in 2018, like mid-2018. I remember I was maybe at like 10K at that time. Not even. I was like at 5K. I was like at 5K. But mind you, this is a project that I've been growing for what, like already three years. So I'm like, okay, 5K, it's going slow. But, you know, we're getting there and everything. And then one time I just uploaded um, a video of like the first time that Anuel and Carol G performed in concert together and it just blew up. And that video currently has like six million views. Wow. And then I'm like, what the hell is happening? And then that's where people just started subscribing, subscribing, subscribing. And then I'm like, you know what? Like the key to everything is just persistency. Because, you know, I was like, let me just continue. You know, this is what people like. You were giving them constant content. Exactly. And exactly. that's key. That is key, yes. You deliver it. Because, I mean, we're in content creation world. Like, content is everything now. So, you just kept consistent. You were like, hey, I'm going to continue to deliver. And, you know, and you've believed in it. Well, you know, there was this time in 2016 that I... So, I started working with another publication. It was their, well, Latin Times. They're in New York. And then I was their Miami-based reporter. This is after my first layoff. And then I created Pulso Pop. But then shortly when I created Pulso Pop, I landed a job with Latin Times. So then I was like, okay, I'm going to continue with my blog, you know, because it's I already started it. I invested so much, you know, money in it. So I'm just going to continue. And I remember that around 2016, I just like didn't dedicate any time to Pulso Pop. And it was, it's always been me. You get me like doing everything on my own, doing the interviews, recording, filming, editing, everything, um, blogging, updating the website, everything. It's, it was always me. And then I, there was this time that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw in the towel. Like, I, I'm not going to pay the website next year, <laughs> you know? And that's it. Like, Pulse of Pop Domain could just go, you know, vanish in thin air, you know? And I remember it was another um, blogger at an event that she told me, like, whatever you do, whatever you do, don't ever quit your passion project ever, you know, because that's the thing that at the end of the day is going to darte de comer. You get me? Like, that's what you're going to live off at the end of the day. And mind you, she has like a mommy blog. She's already like, you know, has years experience in this. And I was like, OK, she's right. So then that after a year of me not doing anything on Pulse of Pop, not social media, not going to interviews, like nobody was even looking for me anymore because I wouldn't even update the website or anything. Um, I was like, let me retomar el proyecto. And then that's when I did it around 2017. And then that's when I realized that I couldn't do it alone. So I started reaching out to other colleagues 
who I knew that graduated from journalism, but weren't didn't have the same luck as I did of like having, you know, to actually be working in the field. You know, they they graduated, but they were working, I don't know, marketing or they were doing, you know, something else. You got me like not actually writing. But they really wanted to do. They really wanted to do it. So then that's when I found like, you know, my first contributor and I'm like, hi, do you want to like do interviews? I can't go because I'm working. But, you know, there's like this great opportunity with Jesse and Joy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, I would love to go. And then we just it was like two of us. So you started building your team. I started building a team of like more than anything, like interns and just like, you know, young, passionate journalists like me also, you know. That's beautiful because you're like able to provide some experience and like a knowledge platform for the them skills, to add yeah. to their resume but then you also are able to like do other things and then maintain your brand still alive it's super smart and i love how all of them shout out to my entire post of pop team i love how all of them like without me saying anything they just put in their little like instagram bio they're like post of pop reporter <laughs> or whatever or like entertainment post of pop and i'm like oh so yeah so so it's it's everything it's like it, it's honestly the project has grown because of them That's you know beautiful. including my husband <laughs> who has helped you know with the growth because he graduated from um social media and also digital marketing in Nicaragua oh. so he has that knowledge and he told me you know what we're gonna make this grow I'm gonna support you and everything and he's and, also a contributor on it I've seen oh, him yeah. do interviews oh, yeah, he does Cause he used to have a TV show in Nicaragua too. Oh wow! Cool. So I think that's like the key of of you know my growth of the project more than anything has been uh, consistency, and then you know just because I I saw that when I let the project die, nothing happened, right. and then right when I took it back and I was like, you know, let's do content, let's social media, and so and so and blah blah. It was just people that's were amazing. like. And then you also have um, the other blog, which is more for Nicaragua and yeah. like focusing. And it's all Spanish? It's all Spanish. Okay. It's called Alonica con la Royce. Because mm. <laughs> my name is Jessica Royce. And it's all Spanish, but that's different. That's, is that more like targeting like Nicaraguans in the U.S. or Nicaraguans anywhere? or Nicaraguans how? anywhere. Okay. And then I like highlighting stuff like Shakira Barrera. Or like the Mike Ho, you know, that he's a director. I like interviewing um, interviewing Nicaraguan-based artists as well. Because I'm like the same thing. So that project, really short. I'm going to tell you guys really quickly. That project was born. So when I would go to Nicaragua and then a lot of my cousins, you know, I have friends who are musicians and everything over there. And I remember them asking me, they're like, oh, when I become famous, like, I want you to interview me as well. You know, because this was already when I was already like in the industry and I was interviewing artists and everything. And I'm like, but you don't have like, you don't have to become like, you know, this like top notch, you know, for me to, artist, interview. For me to interview you. Like, I'm going to interview you, but I need a I need a platform for this because I couldn't just be like, hey, I got this Nicaraguan artist that he nobody knows of can I like write this huge article on him and feature him? no I couldn't do that so I'm like you know what let me do like a platform for this and then that's how I created Alonica con la Royce to support mainly Nicaraguan artists and musicians in the country and just get them out there so that was cool I think that's so admirable thank I mean you. me being Nicaraguan I, I thank you for that because um, we need to highlight more of us yes so you go girl <laughs> thank you <laughs> and then tell us you get that call, <laughs> that dream call. Because let me tell you, girl, I mean, you and I know, but for our listeners, I mean, she is the assistant editor at Billboard. And Billboard is the most prestigious publication 
in the music industry everywhere globally. And there you go. You you come from, it has to be a, a journalist dream job. Yes. Tell us yes. about that call, that opportunity that came to you and your feelings while it was happening. And how did that come to you? So that job, actually, I was at a Chayanne junket. <laughs> I was going to interview Chayanne. And then, um, so one of my colleagues was there and she works for Billboard as well. And she asked me, she's like, hey, do you know, you know, if anyone, you know, we're looking, we're hiring at Billboard. Do you, can you recommend anyone? And I'm like, I could recommend myself. <laughs> and, you know, I, I was working at a previous also publication as well. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to send my resume. And then she's like, yeah, I got it. You know, we got it. And then I get the call. I was working, I remember. And then it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And then I just like left to go to the bathroom. And then they told me it was probably like a week before the 4th of July. And they're like, hey, you know, we want to offer you a job you know, with Billboard. And I'm like, oh my God. And then at that moment, I was just like, you know, I have, I have to take it because I'm very, how do you say it? I'm very like attached to like, you know, the companies I work for. Like I give it my all and like all my time and, and it just like breaking up with like these, you know, like companies or whether it's layoffs or whether I give a two weeks notice. Like for me, it's like, you know, like it just makes me so sad. <laughs> so it was like, how do I, tell my other job but I was like no this is this for me is like an opportunity that that can't be missed of a lifetime right yeah so that's how it happened and it, I'm gonna be a year almost in July so you are with you talk to your editor-in-chief about pitching them stories about obviously music related stories mm -hmm. so once you get the green light you go ahead and write an article. Yes. Which, um, if you guys want to see all the articles she has written, you can go to her Instagram in her bio. And she, you can see, like, the link to... She's oh, interviewed yeah. Nabi Natasha. I mean, she's done stuff with Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Um, so you can read all of her um, stories there. All my bylines. Yeah, right. all my stories. Bylines. And so then, that's pretty much your day. So your day is like, okay, today I'm going to write a story about this, that, this. I'm pitching it's, this, that, and that. Yes. It's it's actually, it's very cool because you would think, I mean, at first you're like, how much can we write about music in a day, every day for the rest of my life? <laughs> you know? But there, there's always something going on in There's music. always right. something going on. And it, it, everything's a story. Like if, like if Osuna deactivated his Instagram, there's a story. Like everything's a story. You got me? So there's always something going on. And it, it's cool because you get, I mean, me as a music writer, I get to, listen to new stuff that's coming out before it comes out. I got to see videos. I got to review them. I got to analyze stuff. And, you know, and, and I love that just to know that this is like my job, music and writing. Yeah. And I could see like you're so passionate about it. Tell us about how you um, you get the opportunity to interview these artists. How do you prepare for an interview? Um, and I think you're good <laughs> at it. I've seen you do Thank your you. thing. So tell us your secrets. Yeah. Okay. Tell us your secrets so we can get some pointers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so usually I would get a pitch from a publicist like maybe a week to two weeks in advance. And they'll be like, hey, you know, look out. My artist so-and-so will be in town and he has a new album. He has a new song or something that he's promoting. So then then when I get that email, I read about it. You know, so I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this artist has this new song. Okay. And then I don't really like, prepare any questions at during that time the time I like when I really do prepare for an interview is 
literally when I'm showering right before I go to the interview. So it's when I'm in the bathroom showering, that's when I prepare the questions, always. And I've learned that that's like, it's like a good, como te digo? I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. That's like a creative outlet then. Like that's um, how you come up shower. with all your ideas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shower. Honestly, I feel like energy is everything. Yeah. yeah, you obviously have to be prepared and whatever you sit down, but... And a key is also listening, not just like asking the questions like a robot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, let me listen to what they're saying. I'm sure you do too. And then, you know, the product. Like, I think it's important as a music journalist to know the music, to know who the artist is, where they come from. Thank God I have, you know, again, shout out to my husband, (laughs) who's very knowledgeable in the music industry as well. So whenever I don't know something about like an artist, I always go to him and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go interview so-and-so artist. Like, what can you, what can you tell me? Or like, what can you, what can we ask him? And then usually he's very like, he gives me like the backstory of all these artists. He was born here and he was poor and then they discovered him here and he did that. And he's doing a song with this and he did this, you know? So yeah. then I'm like, oh, cool. Because that puts it all into like context, you know? When exactly. You start, when you sit down with them, then you see like a different perspective than exactly. rather than they're just where they are today. Exactly. Right. Exactly. That's important. So favorite interviews, to at least top three. Okay, Delegato. Delegizi, I love Delegato. Um, he's very real. And it's like you're talking to a friend. It's like he doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. He doesn't, none of that. He's very like, hey, how are you? Very sweet. Like, come here, baby, sit, you know, whatever. And it's like, I love that about him. I also like Chayanne. I remember when I, for me, Chayanne, it's because he was like my man crush Monday when I was like five, you know? So, so I was like, when I interviewed him, he was so sweet also, very genuine. And then I would say, hmm, maybe uh, I'm between Daddy Yankee and Alejandro Sanz. Mm, those are good ones. Those were good ones too, yeah. Yeah, Daddy Yankee seems like he's very cool. Daddy Yankee's very nice, yeah. And he doesn't age. No, he girl. Looks great. <laughs> what do you think of all this whole Latin explosion and how we're just like taking over the world? <laughs> Dude, I think that's amazing because, I mean, something I've realized lately is that we're doing, I mean, not me, but like Latin artists are doing the crossover without having to sing in English. You get me? They're literally in the Tonight Show singing in Spanish. Yeah, I think it's you even the opposite. We have Anglo artists singing in Spanish now in order to be in a record. And now the they're right. the ones who yeah. are looking for right. Latino they artists. Right. Exactly. Instead of like the Latinos looking for like the Beyonce or like, yeah. you know, I don't know. They, like Daddy Yankee cra- is like killing it. Yeah. So. No, this is great. I think it's a great time for us and we should take advantage of it because it's just going to become the norm now to like just fuse all these genres together. And bilingual, the whole Spanglish thing. It's like so normal now. Yeah. And tell us who's some, what are some of the artists you kind of feel in? Tell the listeners like maybe some new artists that we should be listening to. <gasps> Such. Oh, right. Yeah. I love Such. <laughs> Okay. Sech. Yes. Sech. Tell me how to spell it so I can look it up. S-E-C-H. Okay. S-E-C-H. Let me tell you, his record is like number four on the Spotify global charts. Wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to listen to my way home. He's really good. And then his song, Otro Trago, is like the first song on the Viva Latino playlist. It's the first one that comes out. Yeah, he's getting tons of love. I'm very happy for Rich and his team. Yes, and I love Sech because, I mean, he's, he's Central American. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, that's like, yes. 
Yes, he's killing it. That's a good one. Another one? I love one? Sedge. I love Paulo Londra too. Yeah, And that's another one. His album is amazing. <laughs> yes, it is. So yes, good. Yes, I heard it. I actually reviewed it uh, like when it came out. Like, yes, you week. did. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Paulo Londra. And then Danny Ocean. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was there when you were um, interviewing him for the his, studio. his... In the studio. And you were talk- and we were talking about his track by track. And, and you were so into it and yeah. so passionate about it. And, and it just... It was it was very cool to see you in your element with in the my artist. natural habitat. Yeah, and you it would ask cool. the right questions, and you would you know inquire the right things. And then I saw the, you know the article at the end, and it was amazing. I think again, you. and I saw that you put a lot of passion into it. Oh yeah, I, but I really, Danny's incredibly talented. Yeah, Danny Ocean, and I also like Gracie. Gracie's nice. Yeah, like Gracie's <laughs> Colombian. Yes, mm-hmm. okay. she's Colombian. Yeah, she's there. Amazing. Now you I got it, girl. Yeah. Yes. No, no. Yeah, these these people are killing it. Um, Some of the songs, okay, you mentioned some of the songs. So your playlist, tell us some of the songs that are in there. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Song songs. <sighs> They're so funny. I ask celebrities questions like this too. And then I'm like, Now well, you're on the spot. Yeah, you're on I'm the like, spot, why girl. is it so hard to answer that? <laughs> like when I see them like struggling with their own songs, I'm like, what are your top five favorite songs? They're like, oh, <laughs> Okay, so let's see. Um, well, Otro Trago, The Sech. I also like... I, I'd rather give you artists right now. Well, okay, just give me artists. Than, yes, I'll give you artists. Because song songs... Because I would listen to like the entire album type of thing. You get me? Like yeah. It's not just like that's mm-hmm. this one song. So uh, on the playlist, I would have Manuel, tu- um, Manuel Turizo. Me encanta. Manuel Medrano. También me encanta. His voice is really... Yes. Piso 21. Yes. I love... They're like my favorite... Boy band. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Pizza Mentira. You met them when they went yeah, to MTV. Yes. Remember? Long time ago. Very long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're super nice. Yeah. I have Sech. What else? Fade. I really like what Fade is doing. So yeah, I mean, those are Selena. Selena is always... You're super always That's your go-to. That's my yeah. go-to, Selena. Yeah. My playlist everywhere, yeah. And just, you know, to wrap up, I just want to... A lot of journalists are listening to this that are want to be in your place. Mm-hmm. Any advice? Yes. So just don't quit. Like, I know it's so cliche and it's like, you know, just, you know, follow your dreams. It's so cliche. It's not cliche. No, it's not cliche but you because did you that. Even, exactly. You even said it, that you were about to shut down your website, your exactly. blog. And then somebody kind of sparked it back in, like, into existence for you. Exactly. And look where you are today. Exactly. I think that was key for you to get what the role that for you got. Sure. Because you met this person at a junket for you were covering for your blog right for your uh, yes 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 exactly right. it was so like you, a, a movie junket and if you had shut it down that that would have never happened you're the exactly. prime example of don't give up Aww. so that's good <laughs> yes don't give up surround yourself by people who believe in you because I was also in that time when I wanted to throw in the towel you know I was surrounded with like I don't know. I had a boyfriend who was very like, you know, you don't dedicate time to me because you're doing that instead. You get me? Yeah. And I was like, Ugh, that's you know? called insecure. Yeah. Yeah. Your boost <laughs> totally supports you. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> next time we gotta get into how you met. But you yes. but basically you you're married now. I'm you're married. a married woman. Congrats. Thank you. And I think you know you're in a good space. So enjoy yes. it. Be proud of yourself. I'm proud of you. That's Thank why I you. really wanted to highlight your your journey because I mean obviously it's still early in your journey you still have so much more to go yes but it's gonna inspire so many people that are maybe are at that point where like really do i should i still be doing this but yes you should and start it and even if you're doubting there was some girl who wrote to me um 
on email. She's like, hey, I want to start a blog, but I don't know how to. And I see that you you started Postal Pop. And I, and I gave her tips. I'm like, just just do it. Like, just wing it. Even if you have like 10 followers, you know, for like a long time. Just exactly. don't stop. Just exactly. do it. You never know until you try it. You can't just like shut the door on yourself without even, you know. Right. Exactly. Like doing something. So, Where can so, people yeah. reach you? <gasps> okay. So you guys could follow me at <laughs> on instagram la underscore royce l-a underscore r-o-i-z that's my last name you guys could also follow pulso pop news so you guys could catch up on like my blog all my stories if you guys want to read all my articles what i write about what i review concerts everything go to billboard.com and then my actually my all my bylines are on my bio. Exactly. In, yeah, I saw on my Instagram, so you guys could get check it out. There. Jessica, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks, Gabby. Thank you. Thank you. I Thank you, I really do support you. I'm proud of you, and I'm always cheering for you, girl. Thank you. So keep going. <laughs> Thank you. Keep yes. a Nicaragua proud. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Hashtag Nika Power. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, guys. We'll talk till next, next time. Week. Keep in touch with us at Girls Gone Boss. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Girls Gone Boss. Hosted by Alex and Gabby. I love you guys. Oh, yeah.